What's up, everybody? Everybody, I'm still stealing Stephen Wonderboy Thompson's intro because I still don't have my own one. However, I have a different background now. So, hey, things are changing, things are improving. I hope it's an improvement. Yes, that's all self made. Uh, I hope we have more improvements coming soon. Also, for the audio listeners, new microphones and so on uh, coming soon. So, having that said, welcome to MMA Monday here on the Funket Pod. And it's been an exciting week in MMA. As always, lots of things going on this time. More than ever, no, but, well, quite a lot going on. And let's start with the recaps. As always, we recap um, what happened this past weekend or this past week in the world of MMA. And, of course, let's start with the UFC, biggest promotion out there, UFC Fight Night, UFC Vegas 26. And the most important news right off the get-go in regards to what happened at uh, UFC Vegas 26, Amanda Rivas. Did I pronounce it correctly, Amanda? Please let me know. My DMs are open. Amanda Hibas, positive for COVID-19, removed from UFC uh, Vegas 26 before um, the bout started with Angela Hill. So Angela Hill then uh, also off the card, of course. Angela Hill tweeted um, she she's open to fight within two weeks, uh, looking for an opponent. Wishes Amanda Hibas all the best. Amanda, I hope you're okay. Let me know if you need anything. Happy to help. Um, Fige Bum Logo. I hope I said it somewhat correctly. Fige Bum Logo. Get well soon, Amanda Hibas. <laughs> All right, let's start with the breakdown of UFC 26. Um, of UFC Vegas 26. Main event, uh, Marina Rodriguez versus Michelle Waterson. And, well, of course, I kind of thought Michelle Waterson would be would be the, the favorite here. But then when you look at those two standing across the octagon from each other, next to each other, uh, Marina Rodriguez seemed to be way taller. So reach advantage, I, I would assume. Um, and she outpointed Michelle Watterson um, clearly in this fight. Unfortunately, at Karate Hardy, mom champ, hashtag mom, mom champ. It's still possible, but another small setback here for Michelle. Um, it was a good fight back and forth. Um, eventually like first mariana or marina rodriguez sorry dominated the fight more or less around four then uh, michelle scored her first takedown i think it was around four um slowly mounted a comeback then um, around five she knew she need, need, needs a finish and almost actually had had rodriguez um shook there but rodriguez stayed in there um and then took took it home on the scorecard so nothing to complain about uh, i agree with the score score where 48 47 49 46 49 46 so that's like one scorecard gives two rounds to michelle watterson the other two gave one round to watterson and the others to rodriguez i'm on board with this kind of so uh, well done rodriguez uh, marina rodriguez and said uh she'd be up for a title shot now who wouldn't be up for a title shot um but she would also be up for fighting uh joanna if she wants to fight that is so yeah looking forward to what, what marina rodriguez brings next i looked at her record her record is like four one and two or something something like this. so not that impressive yet kind of interesting like how fast you are in the talks for a title shot but great performance so i'm not against them just saying kind of interesting how fast that goes heartbreak moment of of the weekend of course alex morono defeating cowboy serone was versus versus wire tko in round one. Oh, cowboy no i actually don't want to even look at my notes right now because cowboy ah 
Yeah, he also said later on that he's heartbroken and he felt okay, but just couldn't put it all together. And he said, like, the way I feel and the way I perform seem to be different. So is it time to hang up the gloves? But he said, also said he doesn't want to go out like this. Uh, I couldn't let my legacy end like this. That's what he said. So um, I hope he gets, like, at least one more at 155 because it was at 170. Uh, actually, he didn't want to take it. And he just accepted 170 because they wanted him to fight uh, Diego Sanchez. But then Diego got, got removed from the UFC. So that's when... Uh, Alex Morono stepped in, of course. So, um, yeah, Cowboy said he doesn't want to end like this. And I'm, I'm all for it. Like, give him at least one more at 155, see what happens then. And then we can, can talk again. So, yeah, looking forward to Cowboy's 155 fight. Hope he gets that one after recovery period now, of course. And maybe he can go back into the, the win column. That would be nice. Um, win column, Neil Magny is still in the win, in, is still or again in the win column. Uh, he defeated Jeff Neal via UD. Um, it was actually like kind of scrappy, I think, I, I, I would say. Uh, the scorecard said 29, 28, 29, 28, and 30, 27. Um, yeah, so he just out, out fought. We kind of have to say it like this. Out fought Jeff Neal. Uh, hands of steel. Jeff Neal was, of course, disappointed afterwards. Didn't complain about it. It was a close fight. But he said he didn't feel like himself uh, lately. He had a sickness and so on. So he plans to take some time away to deal with serious health issues uh, and then reassess and then hopefully come back full power. Neil Magny asked about like what's next. They said if he would want to fight uh, Kamsa Chimaev next. Magny said if, if Kamsa wants to smoke, he can get it. Uh, Chimaev also on Twitter at added uh, Magni like don't run like chicken uh, <laughs> it's a thing apparently in uh, over there so yeah probably Neil Magni versus, versus Hamzat Hamzat Chimaev next not mad at it not mad at it let's see what Chimaev can do also very cool fight very interesting very close fight Gregor Gillespie um, versus Diego Ferreira um, that was interesting because the pace was really high, like really high. Like Gillespie, they asked him like why he was breathing so heavily. And he's like, I was tired. <laughs> the pace was high. Didn't you see the fight? <laughs> um, with lots of resting exchanges and, uh, at the end. And so eventually Gillespie pulled it off um, and then won via TKO in around two at four. 51, very, very close to the end. Um, there was cool respect um, Gillespie and they asked him like why he started so fast paced and he said sometimes you have to throw yourself in the fire to create like more chaos for your opponent and hope to drown them I, I just mixed some metaphors there I think but you know what I'm saying so that's basically what Gillespie said there so um, good fight for Gillespie back in the win column after his loss two years ago or so one and a half two years ago against like, Kevin Lee how does Kevin Lee fit into all of this where's his bag where's Kevin Lee um, yeah, so Congress Gregor Gillespie, he's got a German flag in his Instagram bio, so we're probably somewhat German. So well done, Gregor Gillespie. Afterwards, he said like it towards the camera, he's like, I told you best whatever, and then best fisherman, best hiker, <laughs> and then the best fisherman comment, best fisherman in UFC comment, and McGregor went at it on Twitter, this guy is not the best fisherman, I'm the best fisherman, and I know who else was talking about, like three or four responses from UFC fighters saying that they are the, the best, Bryce Mitchell, um, cameo shorts, uh, he said he's a better fisherman, but if you look at the pictures that they all have from fishing, definitely Gillespie is the best fisherman in UFC. <laughs> All right, what else did we have? We also had Bellator this, this uh, past 
Friday and we saw a new champion being crowned with Sergio mm -hmm. Pettis um, pulling it off against Juan Archuleta uh, yeah good job Pettis um, I think I picked I picked I picked Archuleta in my preview so uh, how dare you Sergio for effing up my my, my picks but um, yeah good job well done smart fight nothing to complain about right I mean if you if you've seen it you know like well executed everything Uh, deserved champion uh, Sergio Pettis let's see what, what what's up next but yeah that was good nothing to complain about um, quite in, quite entertain, like entertaining fun to watch um, I liked it let me know what you think about this I, I liked it what I didn't like <laughs> just like Anthony Johnson himself um, the comeback of Rumble Johnson um, also the picture that Bellator has of Rumble Johnson on the websites is terrible he looks like he's 78 years old Like in actuality, like in the cage and in the press conference, he looks much younger, much fresher. Um, yeah, he fought against uh, Jose Augusto uh, and yeah, he knocked him out. But that was, that was not convincing, um, Anthony Johnson, and he knows that by himself. He called it one of the most embarrassing uh, moments or like performance in his performances in his career in the press conference afterwards. Like, Augusto had him rattled, sat him down. Uh, Luckily for Johnson, Augusto broke his hand on Johnson's head, apparently. <laughs> so well done, Rumble. And then Rumble just rumbled back and landed, landed the right punch um, on Augusto to take him out. But man, that was, that was a bit rough to watch. Like, but ring rust, blah, 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 whatnot. I don't know if ring rust is real. Rumble Johnson said ring rust isn't really. It was just an embarrassing performance. I don't know. Uh, wasn't a great performance, but Rumble knows that uh, he'll be back better. Um, yeah, after a long layoff, maybe there's some, some jitters. Maybe ring rust is a thing. Who knows? Um, so congrats on Rumble for Rumble Johnson, to Rumble Johnson for moving on the light heavyweight Grand Prix. Let's see what happens next. Next round should be step up in competition, I believe. I don't, I don't remember who is fighting next, but yeah, he needs, he needs to step up then, of course. Uh, Scott Coker, by the way, said uh, he has, uh, Anthony Johnson has nothing to be disappointed about. He said, you won, you just came back, it's all good. So the boss is um, all happy with what he saw. Uh, who's not happy is right now the Pitbull brothers, are the Pitbull brothers, because Patricky bit Pitbull versus Peter Queeley ended in Peter Queeley TKOing Patricky Pitbull. So maybe the Pitbull brothers stopped breaking for a week or so right now. <laughs> Good job, Peter Queeley. Uh, feels like Peter Queeley has been around forever as well, right? Um, I don't, I'm not sure how old he actually is. I'm just looking at my notes, but I don't see it. Uh, feels, it just feels like he's been, he's been around forever. Uh, at least I, I've seen his name on like fight cards many times. Well, so good job for um, yeah sticking it to Patricky Pitbull. Uh, congratulations, Peter Queeley. And then, of course, we have to talk about the KO, the TKO of, of the night. Michael Wenham Page, Michael Page Wenham, how Stephen Wonder, Wonder by Thompson calls him, uh, versus Derek Anderson with this lead leg snap kick KO right to the face on TKO then broken nose and then Dr. Stoppage in between rounds um, so another highlight real victory for Michael Venom Page um, first when I saw the highlight I was like why is Anderson like just leaning into the kick but then when you see the extended um, the extended footage of, of the fight you can see that Anderson tries to just move with the flow and 
page just timed the flow like when when anderson moves his head and then he just moves it the other uh, the other side and then he landed the kick right right to the head so that was good timing by page i'm not the biggest page fan because his style is just so arrogant <laughs> not weird i like weird styles but his style is so arrogant um but yeah i well congratulations he's now he's number two in the rankings in bellator rankings i believe in now in in his weight class so title for probably next and uh, i think lima's facing forgive me for not knowing your name um some guy from russia i believe who's number one like behind lima in the in the rankings right now and after that page should get another title shot so let's see where and how this goes i uh, first for now congratulations mvp um that was a nice knockout can't complain about that Uh, later on in the press conference, by the way, he was kind of like, yeah, well, everyone's always criticizing me. I'm accepting it. I'm not mad about it. But I'm next for a title shot. I want, I, I'm still chasing Lima. I want this fight back. I want this to win back. So he says all the right things. So um, let's see how this rematch that probably is going to happen sooner than later against Douglas Lima uh, will look like. You know who I'm rooting for, though. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have? Oh, we also have PFL. PFL also happened this past week, and we saw, well, first of all, Kayla Harrison running through um, her, her opponent, of course, and she's like, these hands are for everybody. This, this was not a fight. This was a coronation or something like this. I'm unbeatable and things like this. Well, in the PFL, maybe. Just saying. Uh, but then we saw Renan Ferreira knocking out Fabrizio Verdum. No, Fabrizio. Ah. Um, But first he seemed to have tapped. So they went to the ground and Verdum had him in a choke. And you can see Ferreira tapping twice on Verdum's back. And why would you go like this if you're not tapping? Right? Hmm. And, well... Eventually, he broke free from, from, from the joke and then eventually ground and pounded Verdum out. It wasn't really related, right? So it's not like he tapped and Verdum let go. It was just, you see the tap, Verdum still didn't let, didn't let go. But then they scrambled and so on, came out. And then later, then he ground and pounded him. But yeah, so should he have lost already? Should the referee have seen that should yeah he should have seen it uh what's happening now will they overturn it no contest ah that's weird right that's weird hmm sad for uh fabrizio Vadum, of course uh yeah, first fight for pfl and then this oh it's like other promotions usually like in the bay bay uh, way back then right they would try to use the talent that comes from other promotions and like like hey look he's fighting here now and let's just push him but now it's like hey you fight our monsters and we take out the, the former UFC guy we take out the former whatever guy just to show that we've got the right talent too speaking of right talent and other promotions that set up ex-UFC fighters to fail hey one championship um, <laughs> Gordon Ryan was on the Joe Rogan podcast uh, this past week at some point, and he said he's not sure when he's actually gonna make the transition to, into MMA. He started training like a bit ago, but then John Danner had a talk with him and said, man, right now you can dominate jiu-jitsu. You still have time to go into MMA. Let's focus on jiu-jitsu for a few more years, win all the tournaments, establish yourself as the best in the world to have ever done it, and then we can move into MMA. So... Let's see. He also said um, that John Danaher trains everything. Like he trains jiu-jitsu, of course, but also he trains wrestling and striking with Gary Tonin, for example, so, or in their training camp. So 
John Daniel does just everything. This guy, freak. And apparently those rash guards are also great for striking. <laughs> I want one of those, John. So let's see if Gordon Ryan ever makes a transition to MMA. Uh, I saw a few comments saying that they're gonna, he's going to make a transition once he cycles off. Allegedly, that is. Allegedly. <laughs> um, interesting, uh, interesting podcast, though, by Joe Rogan and Gordon Ryan. So go give it a listen. That was pretty interesting to just hear his mindset and like what motivates them and how they move to, I think, Puerto Rico right now. Um, so interesting, inter interesting stuff. Just listen to it. Also some trash talk in there, which is always appreciated. So that's cool. Um, what else have we seen in the news? Kamaru Usman said he wants to fight again very quickly. He's looking to fight um, either the winner of Edwards or Diaz. I'm thinking he hopes for Diaz. Um, or he might even want to consider Michael Chiesa because he's the one guy that's not booked in the top five or six that has the longest winning streak besides Wonderboy. Wonderboy is booked against uh, Burns, so uh, Chiesa would be next. So let's see if this comes together. I'm not sure if the UFC is into that. I'm, I'm sure UFC would rather have uh, Edwards or Diaz versus Usman. That's because the numbers, right? Because of sales. Um, oh, yeah. Then, um, of course, boxing. Boxing also happened and <laughs> Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather co press conference kicked off right oh my god seriously and now I have to talk about Logan Paul I didn't want to talk about Jake Paul now it's Logan Paul um, oh, I don't even know man um, and Logan Paul like, was like this the shuffle scuffle whatever you want to call it and then Jake Paul is in there too of course and he steals Mayweather's head and then Mayweather jumps after him and or tries to hit him or whatever. Oh, God, so annoying. Conor McGregor weighed in, of course, slams Mayweather for, for lowering him onto the, the, the Paul Brothers level and so on, of course. Like, what? This, this is just embarrassing. Fighting Logan Paul, a guy who had one fight and said he lost. Like, oh, God. Oh, and, and the press conference was so cringy. It was even worse. I, I thought Logan Paul is the Paul brother that is good on the mic. But clearly not. <laughs> How can you have 10 million followers on YouTube and you're so bad at talking? It's ridiculous. It is, it is crazy. I don't understand. Mayweather looked also terrible though. Like Mayweather was like, oh, oh. <sighs> yeah, let's move on. That was terrible. Uh, oh, what well, also was terrible. I forgot. I almost forgot. Uh, training footage coming out from Diego Sanchez and Joshua Fabia. <laughs> Diego Sanchez hanging, uh, hanging like with his feet like on what like a, I don't know a bar or whatever. Like so, he's hanging upside down like a vampire, like arms, arms crossed, eyes closed, and then his arms from his eyes like covering. And Joshua Fabia just kicking him and punching him. <laughs> What? It's like a terrible, terrible karate movie montage or something. Like Rocky style. Like, oh my oh god, everybody's hating on it. John Jones is like, I'm really disgusted by that footage. Like everybody's just saying, man, Diego is in trouble. He, he, like this Joshua Faber guy is not good news, of course. But oh lord, this footage video is like, it looks like it's from SNL. It's ridiculous. Like, ah. Oh. Diego, wake up, man. Seriously, that is sad, sad, sad to see. What's also sad to see 
is boxing. <laughs> uh, mega boxing fight happened also this past weekend. You probably heard of it. Um, Canelo versus Billy Joe Saunders. Uh, Billy Joe Saunders was undefeated up until now. Everybody knew that would change uh, this weekend, of course. They fought in, in Texas somewhere with 70,000 fans. No mask, uh, no mandatory mask. I don't know, whatever rules in there. Uh, let's see how much they spread it. Uh, they spread COVID afterwards. But the fight, of course, Canelo does what Canelo... What Canelo did, what Canelo does, um, just raining shots on Billy Joe Saunders and the doctor and stopped it between rounds, which means Canelo now has three out of four world titles in his weight class. He says, number four, you're next. Yes, it was a Goldberg reference. Uh, congratulations, Canelo. How was that Mexican meat? Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, let's go into the preview mode, though. No, no hate on boxing. It's just, come on. Um, let's go into the, pre into the previews uh, for next weekend. And this is going to be a pretty cool fight cut. I hope nothing gets canceled because it looks amazing so far. UFC 262 sees or aims to crown a new lightweight champion. And in the main event, we have Charles Dubronx, Oliveira, or as friends of Charles Son and call him Charlie Olives. Charlie Olives versus the man with the most boring nickname ever, Iron Mike Chandler. Why would you call yourself Iron Mike if there's Iron Mike Tyson, man? Seriously, that's just lame, lame, lame. <laughs> the fight should be interesting. Um, only chance I see for Chandler is if he just pulls a Chandler. Like, I mean... We've seen him doing this many times, and that I, that's why I didn't understand why Hooker got so su surprised and Chandler did it. He goes for the takedown, or he, he, he threatens the takedown, then he throws a crazy, powerful overhand, overhand right. And that's, a, that's the Chandler. That's the Chandler move, right? Um, if, if Charlie Olives avoids that, stays away for a bit, maybe make him, make him chase him for a little bit or something like this, then I think Charlie Ollis has all the tools uh, to, to, to beat Chandler. Like, ground game is there, um, striking definitely is there. But now that I say that, because um, every time I pick against Chandler, Chandler wins. So, and when I pick Chandler, Chandler loses. Like in, like in his last, um, or not last, but in his fight against Pitbull back then. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think Charlie, especially after seeing the UFC embedded, Charles Oliveira with a, playing catch with a llama. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Charles Oliveira takes this. I think Charles Oliveira takes this. Also not surprised if Chandler takes it with some crazy, like an overhand right power shot drops him or something like this. Um, but it should be a fun fight, I guess. I guess it's Oliveira by TKO. Um, Co-main event is the guy that Oliveira TKO'd last time, Tony Ferguson. Uh, no, actually, sub last time, not TKO'd, sub submitted last time. Tony Ferguson versus Benil Dariush. Benil Dariush, um, not a newcomer anymore, but like slowly coming into his own with like some highlight real knockouts, like late minute or comeback knockouts over the past. Um, yeah, it should be fun. It should, like seriously fun, like they both... Like Darius, like this crazy pace in your face, never backing up. Um, he got backed up against Drucker Close, if you remember this one, and it is against the fence, this crazy right hand that, that, that then hurt Close, and then he finished Close, and it's the famous Joe Rogan, like, ah, this with like his co commentators. Um, Ferguson, 
I mean, that that's now make or break, right? Three in a row, and then it's a real skit. So Ferguson needs this right now. Let's hope he trained more jiu-jitsu than last time. He said, yeah, I only trained five days jiu-jitsu. He always has excuses. Um, so I hope this time there's no excuse. There's nothing. I hope it's the Tony Ferguson of old. And we see a crazy, flowy Tony Ferguson just throwing all the wild stuff. Elbows, knees, hitting like some Iminari rolls, whatever. Um, so Tony, I hope it's the old Tony. Then it should be a really cool fight. Um, I don't know, it's hard. Either Tony takes this or it's over for Tony, I'm thinking, right? Um, so I would say, I mean, but Darius is really, I don't know, he's powerful and he, he's, it's hard to get him out there. But still, I think it's, uh, it's, it's Fer Ferguson, Ferguson by some weird, Ferguson by Darius joke. Why not? Haven't seen it in a while. Ferguson by Darius joke. Um, another fight that we see is Jack Hermanson versus Edmund Trebazian, uh, both coming off of losses. Um, yeah, Jack Hermanson, Hermanson was like on a roll until he wasn't anymore, right? Uh, same for Shabazzian, of course, like on the road, like a super young prospect. Then we realized he has a similar head, mo head movement than Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I wasn't, I've, I wasn't impressed by Shabazzian so far, obviously, because in his wins, he won very fast, so we didn't see much, but then the loss was like a bad loss. Jack Hermanson got caught in the loss. Um, yeah, I think Hermanson, Hermanson comes back and takes the win here. Decision. We see Shane Burgos, brawler. Um, versus Edson Barbosa. When I started watching UFC or MMA, Edson Barbosa was on a tear, and I was like, wow, God, oh my God, Edson Barbosa, Joe Rogan still, fastest switch kick in MMA. Uh, I hope we see it again. I hope we see Edson Barbosa's switch kicks again. And that fight with Khabib really broke him. <laughs> it was terrible. Um, I hope we see the Barbosa of old. But Shane Burgos just moves forward, swings wild, takes all the shots, and then grinds you out, right? So, But uh, I mean, obviously, as a Muay Thai practitioner myself, I'm, I'm uh, rooting for Mr. Switch Kick Edson Barbosa. Uh, would be nice to see him win again. Barbosa, decision. We also see Shakar Sousa. Shakare. What? Shakare still in there. Shakare fighting on the prelims against Andre Muniz. Muniz? Sorry, Andre. Um, not, don't know much about Andre Muniz, to be honest. Uh, so I have to go with Shakare, right? Shakare. Come on, Shakare. Uh, and Groovy Lando also on the prelims. Groovy Lando Vanata versus Mike Grundy. Grundy. Um, I'm surprised that uh, Groovy Lando doesn't have a number next to his name, um, but I mean, it's Groovy Lando Venata, right? So expecting like, I don't know, spinning, spinning back kick knockout or something by Lando Venata, of course. <laughs> uh, we also have one championship happening next week, and I know that you're waiting for the breakdown of this. <laughs> Sorry. Now let's talk about it. One championship dangle, so not on TNT anymore right now. Um, and we see, I'm only talking, talking about like the three main events. Uh, the main event of the, of the evening is Brandon the Truth Wearer, the Rock Light, versus Archan Buller, um, heavyweight championship. Yeah, to be honest, they always build the, the Brandon Maros contenders up like as like the next big thing in heavyweight, and then he just hits them once and then they go down. So I. No offense towards Archam Buller, who probably can crush me with one hand, being a heavyweight. But I, yeah, I don't believe the hype anymore that one puts behind like the up-and-coming 
uh, heavyweight, so I'm guessing Brandon Vera by walking back, hitting one shot, knockout round one. Um, Co main event is Talan Chai, PK Sanchai, Muay Thai Yim. Um, so it's a Muay Thai fighter out of the gym of famous Muay Thai legend, Goat uh, Sanchai. He's fighting Sean Clancy. And I don't know much about Sean Clancy, I'm sorry. And I've seen Tavanchai before, of course, so I'm saying Tavanchai, uh, second round TKO. And then the third fight that I want to talk about is Killer B, B. Nguyen versus Ritu Pogat from India. Um, B. Nguyen rapping uh, the US and Vietnam in, in, on the one championship breakdown on the website. They call B. Nguyen a veteran striker. Does it mean she's old? <laughs> uh, she's not. Um, uh, Rito Bogart, heavy wrestler, um, heavy wrestler from India. Binuyan, veteran striker. <laughs> Should be interesting. I like Binuyan's style because um, she's aggressive, like doesn't back down. I like it. Um, yeah, Rito Bogart, her last fight, if I remember correctly, was also like lots of pressure. Also, wasn't it? It was a fast finish, I believe. She took her down and like ground and pounded her out, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So that should be interesting. Um, I'm a bit biased. I follow Binuyan on uh, on IG, and she's posting funny stuff once in a while. Um, I just started following Rito Poker too, of course, to for to do some research here on on her training and so on. Um, yeah. I want to take Binuyan, of course. Uh, maybe I'm taking Binuyan um, decision. Okay, so that's the predictions for one championship. Dangal, Dangal, Dangal. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, to be honest. Uh, happening on Friday. Um, that's it for now. There's no Bellator happening this week. The Bellator is happening the week after where, with the return of Chris Cyborg. So we will talk about this next week then. Um, that's it for now. Lots of stuff to unpack right from the past weekend. The upcoming one on UFC 262 is going to be super interesting. Let me know your thoughts, your predictions, your picks, either via social media comments or email funkinpod at gmail.com. Until then, stay safe, take care, and I'll see you next time.